songs I've called your name's on broken night And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time Gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are on episode number 85 already. 85 of Rise Up. Hello, how are you? Happy day after Resurrection Day. What a great Easter we had this week, uh, this year. It feels a little different uh, than previous Easter's. Maybe it's because my journey with Jesus is is getting further and further. Uh, maybe it's because of uh, the the Jesus resurrection and and the country turning back to God. Maybe it's a little mixture of both. But it was a great Easter. How about all of you? Um, I'm going to pull up the Rumble chat to start out the day today. And uh, as I do that. Uh, let us know where you're from, where you're watching from, and how your Easter was. We definitely want to hear that, so let's go there now. Cat352, good morning. Laterer is here. Miss Patriot, good to see you. Bad Moon, Shelly Rose, let's slow this down a little bit. I know a lot of people are 
uh, super engaged after a holiday like that. Uh, MJ Randall, good to see you. Jess 74, Jersey Jane 3, good to see you. LFA producer is in the building asking for those rumbles. We definitely want as many rumbles as possible. How you doing? Good to see you, Cindy Lou Who. Dr. Goat Kisses, glad your surgery went well last week. Wayne Davis, Sissy Harp is in the building. Karen Ma is here. Angel Girl is here. Import Grease Monkey says, good morning. Hello from Oregon, says Miss Mocha Powered. Cindy says, great, amazing Easter. Mary from Ohio is watching. Good to see you. T. Mitchell says, Easter nice. Yes, it was beautiful. Thank you very much for joining in today. Melissa from Pennsylvania says, happy Easter, everyone. Amazing. Uh, Who else we got here? Uh, We had a wonderful Easter, says Lori. That's great. Linda from Long Island. From Long Island, right? Long Island. That's how they say it there, not Long Island. It's Long Island. Patriot Husky says, I couldn't wait to tell you how flooded my fake book was with Jesus. I know my my social media was flooded with Jesus yesterday. Truly remarkable. Um, With Joy from South Dakota says, uh, watching from Fargo, North Dakota, after spending time together as family. Uh, Kitten says, I had a fantastic Easter. That's incredible. 15,000 people came to our Easter egg hunt. First nice day at 71 degrees. Oh, I know. What a, what a great what great weather we had yesterday for the most part. Uh, Wyoming is in the building eating canned soup. Very sick. Sorry to hear that. We will definitely pray for your, your uh, health and restoration. Best Easter with 14 friends and family from Brentwood, Tennessee. That's incredible. Uh, I was alone because I can't drive my van too far, but it was beautiful outside, and I worked on making wind chimes. Well, that's good. That's good. And by the way, when we're with Jesus, we're never alone, ever, and especially not on Easter weekend. So good to see you guys. We got a lot to go through today. Um, We had Friday service, uh, Good Friday service at my church, which was truly remarkable, very inspiring, uh, very uh, deep. And then Saturday, um, we, um, what did we do Saturday? Sunday morning, we had early Sunday uh, Easter sunrise service at 6.30 a.m., so that was great. Saturday, we had a live broadcast here, uh, which was Kevin Smith and myself covering the uh, NFSC and the Free Miles Guo event that happened in New York. Uh, New York City. So we had that in the morning. And then the afternoon was spent with the uh, fit. My, my fit, uh, Saturday was spent with uh, my family cleaning up the yard, spring cleaning, getting ready for Easter or getting ready for spring. And then, of course, uh, he uh, is risen on Sunday. So uh, Cindy says quiet and alone. And, and sometimes that is uh, exactly the way we'd like it. Quiet and alone. Uh, Ray says, I watched it. Yes, if you did not see the special broadcast that we had Saturday, you definitely want to check that out. If you get an extra couple hours in a day, I know that's that's kind of uh, impossible for some people. Uh, we're going to have a great, great weather week here in New England this week. We're going to have 60s and 70s uh, all week, so I'm truly excited about that. Definitely getting in to the spring season, and I titled today's show, A New Life Starts Today. A new life starts today. Look, folks, the representation or the comparison, I guess it would be a better word, of Donald Trump being arrested last week during Holy Week. The comparisons to a rebirth of America and a rebirth 
of Jesus and a rebirth of most people that are becoming to Christ for the first time this year. It seems like we got a trinity of greatness coming, a trinity of rebirth individually with with some of you folks. Uh, Jesus's rebirth, right, his resurrection, and of course the rebirth of our country after our country figuratively and physically died last week. And that had to happen. Donald Trump had to be arrested in order for America to truly be reborn. We sing it every day here, or at least we play it at the end of every show. Rebirth of America. It's been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. As long as I'm bleeding, I'm going to never stop screaming that we first in America. Black, white, brown, all cities, all town, the rebirth of America. Long as I'm living and breathing, I'm breathing, I'm keeping my freedom. Folks, we needed that to happen last week. So we are just experiencing a rising out of the ashes from individual people, from God himself, uh, for the celebra- celebration of that, and of course, our country. So that is why I titled today's show, A New Life Starts Today, because it truly does. It truly does. I hope you guys all have your Rise Up coffee. We did get the pecan, the American pecan, and the decaf version for those who can't have caffeinated coffee, uh, of course, and the dark roast Sumatra Gold. Very, 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 very powerful flavor in the Sumatra Gold. However, this morning, I am sipping on my American pecan, so let's have our first slurp together. My hat says God wins. Somebody says, what does your hat say? There you go. God wins, and on the back, Revelation 28 and 9. God wins, Revelation 28 and 9. So, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get right up to it for it today. Uh, Jephoff says, signed up for my field of greens today. <laughs> Supposed to be in tomorrow. That's incredible. You're going to love it. All right, here we go. Lord and Father, God in heaven, how we thank you for a new beginning, how we thank you that we can come to you broken, battered, torn, in pieces with no hope, and be transformed like a caterpillar caterpillar does a butterfly uh, into a butterfly and transform into a new being, shedding our old skin, shedding the flesh, and transforming in the spirit. Lord, what an amazing gift that you've given us to be able to do that And the payment was the torture and murder of your own son. What a great, great gift. And how thankful we are to have you willing, able, and with enough grace and mercy shown to people who don't even deserve it. How great are you to sacrifice your only son, to manifest yourself as a human being just to take the punishment that we all deserve, that we cause every single day. How great you are. Lord, as we rise out of the ashes as a country to be a new reborn country, to be a new reborn Christian nation as we once were, we give you thanks for that as well. And we ask, Lord, that if anybody is listening today that might still be on the fence, get off that fence. That fence belongs to Satan as well. Get on this side of it. Leave your old self behind today. Addiction. Sickness, disease, anger, depression, anxiety, stress, 
Leave it all behind today. Put a smile on your face, everybody. As we pray and give thanks to God today, let the love, peace, and joy of God flow through you today as this is a new you. Lord, we ask for people that are sick and under the weather and eating canned soup over Easter weekend, that they be brought into a new outlook of life today. Maybe they, maybe, may they experience the full health and restoration that is reserved for your children. We pray that you cover this network, this show, and the LFA family in an armor of God as we move forward as soldiers of God to eradicate the evil in our country and around the world. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Osborne so so sad, but thankful this is my last week before my new job. We'll miss the live chat. Well, we'll miss you as well. And just know that Rumble is working on leave, uh, working on a, uh, a, a plan to keep the live chat up after, just like it is on YouTube or Facebook, so that people can see in there and engage and, and see, what, uh, see what fellow LFA family members said during the chat. So we just crossed 1,000 people as we move into 15 minutes past the hour. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to go and I'd like to read, as we title today's show, A New Life Starts Today, from One Minute Prayer for Dads. Now, you're really going to like today's devotional from One Minute Prayer for Dads because it's actually highlighting moms. But before we get there, we've got a birthday today, and it's Foxy Five's birthday. So why don't we sing happy birthday to Foxy Five as we get started for today's show. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Foxy Five. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. We have three birthdays in my family this month. April 3rd, April 11th, which is tomorrow, my son's birthday, and April 18th, which is Lily's birthday. So um, if you have this book, please open up to page 13. Open up to page 13 as we now cross 1,100 people. Make sure that you do not forget to rumble this video. All you people that are in the chat right now, rumble this video, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important. And here we go. The hard patch. I mean, uh, loving mom. Loving mom from Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church. And gave himself up for her. A great dad. Coupled with a great mom. Not a great dad and a great dad. Not a great mom and a great mom. Not a great he, her, she, they, them, they, furries, whatever they are. A great mom and a great dad together are an unbeatable team. As men were called to love our wives, the mother of our children. When our kids see the unity between mom and dad, it's easy to explain to them how marriage is a model for Christ and his bride, the church. Disunity, and I think at the 
at the creation of disunity in our church is denominations, I would assume, right? I mean, if we're going to go back and trace back where the division of Christ's church really started, it was with denominations breaking off, churches breaking off from each other to start their own section of church and giving it a new name instead of just worshiping God. Disunity, on the other hand, not only unsettles the children. I mean, think of it like this. Think of it like a divorce, okay? When your parents separate, who's, who really, really, really suffers? You, the children do. So when a church separates from itself to create another church, like the Methodist church has just done and like other churches have done, what do you think that's going to do to the members of that church? It's going to cause a division between them and the church members, the body of Christ is going to suffer. So every denomination that's out there that calls themselves X, Y, or Z church is literally doing more damage to the body of Christ, the children, than they are helping further the kingdom of God. And if you really want to talk about divisions in our church, it has to go back to obviously ideals and agendas first, but ultimately the denominational church breaking off from the original and starting their own sector. That's the problem. Always has been, always will be. Just like a mom and a dad getting divorced, the children will suffer. But also gives them a distorted picture of Christianity, your children. They no longer can see the beauty of Christ and his bride. Wow. Wow. God, what a gift I have in my wife. Amen. Can we all just say amen for our spouses? Especially if you're a dad and a father and you have a wife. You chose her for me from all the women on the planet. You called us to be a couple. You've given given us great kids, Lord. I honor my wife in the best ways that I know how. If necessary, I will lay down my life for her, just as Jesus did for his bride, the church. Today, I pray for my wife. I build her up as a woman of God. I bless her with your presence. Give me creative ideas to show her how much I love and cherish her. Thank you. Father, for the high calling of being her husband and a father of our children. Do you know who this makes me think of right now? Larry. This makes me think of Larry Reha. Is Larry in here this morning? Larry Reha, are you in here this morning? Let us know in the comment section if you're here. If anybody's seen Larry, let us know if Larry's here. Because that verse right there, or that that, uh, that devotional right there, just made me think of, uh, of Larry Reha and what he goes through with his wife. I'd like to talk to Larry specifically right now. And maybe Larry's not here live, but for when he watches this later, or maybe one of us can let him know uh, if we're in uh, direct contact with him. This is for him right here. Larry probably has one of the hardest times in his marriage because him and his wife differ so much when it comes to politics, culture, and the way our society is, has become. 
And every day, who said argues with his wife this morning? Have Jeremy, this message is for Busted today, who said he argues with his wife this morning and is having a bad day. For Larry and Busted, but, tip, but primarily for Larry here. Larry's right there. Okay. Every day, Larry talks about how he's got a hard time with his wife because his wife and him disagree on cultural, social, and political stuff. But Larry... That right there, that, that right there just made me think of you because your wife must be very special. You married her. You're still married to her. She married you. She's still married to you. Now, although you guys disagree on so much when it comes to politics, cultural ideas, and society, and she thinks that everything that you uh, watch and listen to every day is just crazy and, and that you're crazy, she's still your loving wife. And she means so much to you. I know she does. So how about this, Larry? I don't know the inner workings of your marriage, and I don't know how much you try or if you've given up trying to talk to her about what's going on in the world that you're trying to warn her about. And I don't know how much you and her actually differ on the idea of do you believe in God? Do you believe that Jesus was the Son of Man and the Son of God who died for our sins and rose on the third day? I don't know if you disagree on that. But one thing I bet you agree on is the fact that you love each other so much. I'm blessed that my wife and I agree on almost everything in this world. And I thought about Larry this weekend, which made me think about him more today when I just read that. And that was how much of a hard time would I have if my wife and I were in complete disagreement on like the way children should be raised and schools should be run and politics. And I thought about it and I said, I don't know if I could be married to my wife if she was that different. I don't know if I could be. I don't know if I'd ever had married her to begin with. So that shows you the love that Larry has for his wife. And it also shows Larry the love that she has for him to disagree on so many principled issues. But the love conquers all. That's truly encouraging, Larry. That's truly inspiring to me. So maybe, Larry, instead of trying to get through to her about anything that's going on, like I just saw in the chat that you said, how about don't try anymore? How about just love her? How about just show her the love of Christ and say God bless her and tell her you're praying for her and show her that you're praying for her every day, but don't try to get her to believe anything anymore. Just love her. Crying out loud, she loves you so much. She stays with you even knowing, even knowing that you differ from her so very much. She must love you so much. And you must love her so much. Like I said to my wife, I don't know if I could have married you or stayed married to you if I found out that you were a far-left crazy Democrat. I don't know if I could do that. But Larry does. That's inspiring. You guys married for a reason. Whatever that is, keep your head up, brother. Love her. Because she truly is worth loving. I can already tell, and I don't even know her. God chose her for you, and she, he chose him for, or you for her. So there must be some serious love there. There must be a bond there that we don't hear about every day. I just thought I'd say that. Love you, Larry. Let's move on. The Bible Promise Book. For morning and evening. And then we're going to talk about 
All the great things in this world, all the things that even scientists believe in come in three, much like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And if you're talking about coming in three, look at your marriage, you, your wife, God, right? Everything comes in threes, the best things, everything that we need in life to even exist comes in threes. We're going to talk about that in a minute, and I'm going to show you a video. Yes, Trump was at the UFC in Miami, and uh, the whole crowd went nuts. We talked about, uh, we're going to talk about that today on LFA. But let's read from day 100, which is miracles. Miracle that my wife married me, <laughs> right? Miracle that maybe Larry's wife married him too. But miracles. Exodus 15, 11. Our Lord, no other gods can pair with you. Majestic and holy. Fearsome and glorious. Miracle worker. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is who you are. Job 5.9 says this. God does wonders that cannot be understood. He does so many miracles. They cannot be counted. It even says, we talked about this last week, I believe on Good Friday, that the actions of Jesus, the kindness that he wants us to show, he did so much of it in the three years of his ministry that it couldn't even be recorded on all the papers on earth. And he kind of exemplifies that. God does wonders that cannot be understood. He does so many miracles that cannot be counted. The word miracle sounds strange in this day and age. If only people would open their hearts and begin looking more deeply than they are able with their, with their eyes alone. A beautiful sunset. The wonder of human life. All these are miracles in a sense. And all of them are evidence of the wonders of God. Make me a believer, Lord. Show me the multitude of miracles that you have created and are still creating. Amen. Powerful, beautiful. Let's go to the LFA chat here. See what you guys are talking about today. Talking about wives and spouses and husbands. We have... One on Good Friday, May 19th, my 19th, my 19-year-old had a beautiful baby girl. Look at that. There's a miracle right there. That is beautiful. I love it. I love it. All these beautiful miracles. And all we have to do is just open our eyes, right? All we have to do is open our eyes. All right. What I want to do now is I want to go to a video, video that I saw this weekend talking about the Trinity, the three in one. And I'd like to uh, put a side by side up here. I found this on Instagram. So all of these on Instagram are kind of vertical. They're hard to put on a on a wide screen. So I'm going to do a side by side here and let's see what this guy's talking about. I think this is incredible. 
Listen to this. Holy Trinity is represented in everything in the universe, including science. Don't believe me? Watch till the end. Before science and knowledge in the world came to be the way it is today, it was established in the Bible that our universe is of Trinitarian nature. Trinitarian meaning three in one. Look at it from a scientific point of view. Space, matter, and time, right? Those are what define our universe. That's already three things right there. Now space in itself is defined by three things. Length, width, and height. Matter is defined by three things. Solid, liquid, gas. And lastly, time is established with past, present, future. Individual is a person. Individuality, it talks about mind, body, and soul. God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everything in our universe is a resemblance of a Trinitarian nature. Follow for more. The Holy Trinity is represented in everything in the universe. So think about science. that, folks. When you think about a lot of people think that science and faith and science and what God has been able to do on this, on this, in this universe are two different things. But what people don't understand is God gave us science. Why wouldn't we believe in science? Of course we believe in science. Science is proven to work. But something that Eli and I say a lot of the, a lot of the times is science is a liar sometimes. Right, Eli? If anybody ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia, we know that science is a liar all the time. Meaning that science changes Every couple decades, all the time. Do you know what doesn't change? The Bible. Do you know what doesn't change? The word of God. That's what doesn't change. Science changes all the time. But science is also symbiotic with the word of God. And if you watch any, I, my wife and I have some documentaries that we're going to watch these sun, when we do these Sunday, uh, when we do these Sunday movies with you, there's this one about the science of the Bible that will absolutely blow your mind. It literally explains everything. It explains the Grand Canyon. It explains, it explains erosion. It explains everything. It's, it, it, it's, there's science for creationism. See, the difference between what scientists are pushing and what real science actually is, is an agenda. They are using hypothesis. They are using theory. And they are using... Um, trial and error to create an agenda or to create a narrative based on their agenda to prove to you that science disproves creation when in fact science 100% proves creation. And that, my, my friends, is what Lee Strobel and the case for Christ is all about. Our next movie is a case for Christ. That's our next movie. Then we're going to get into actual scientific documentaries that show you that science proves creation, not the alternative, which is science disproves creation. It does not. I mean, look at evolution alone. Look at evolution alone, folks. Every scientist in the world will tell you that it is a theory, the theory of evolution. Not one scientist who says that evolution is true based on fossil records and all this carbon dating. By the way, carbon, carbon dating is also a very, 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 very flawed system. I can, do, I can get the same results as a carbon dating procedure would give you but the carbon dating would tell you that it's 65 million years old. 
because of pet, uh, petrified, you know, wood or fossil, whatever. I can get the same results in a matter of months as somebody could get saying that something is 65 million years old based on carbon dating. Carbon dating is one of the most flawed scientific systems that there is known to man. And again, there's not one person who calls himself a scientist that believes that carbon dating is 100% fact that won't tell you that evolution is a theory. It is. There's no way to prove evolution. Not one. There's a million ways to prove creation, though. So why don't we teach it? Agenda. Agenda. Narratives built, manufactured based on agenda. Skewed scientific reports and hypotheses and trials based on agenda to get to a narrative that they want. If anybody were to ever go to the Creation Museum, where the Ark is, there's the, there's the Ark and, uh, Encounter, and then there's the Creation Museum. They're about 20 minutes from each other. The Creation Museum will take you actually through both. You can go through both. They will allow children and people to walk through and get the teachings of both, and then the other side you come out, and you take away what you want to take away from it. But pretty much everybody that walks through there says, yeah, science is a lie. <laughs> Creation is real. And they won't do that in school, though, will they? They won't give the choice. They won't teach both. Why? Why won't they teach both? I mean, what's that, Eli? That's right. That's what I'm saying. That's my whole point. That's why it's called the theory of evolution. And every scientist that says it's true will still call it the theory. So how can you call something that is a theory true? You can't until you can prove it. And you cannot prove evolution. Not a single person on this planet can. It is impossible to prove evolution. And I think one of the main ways to disprove evolution, or at least on a macro scale, not on a micro scale, a micro scale of evolution means adaptation, but a macro scale of evolution means that you are changing from one animal to another, okay? And if that was true, then humans have been here for millions of years, people say, right? Well, if humans have been here for millions of years and the earth is billions of years old, then why have not we once in history recorded one animal changing into another? Or at least in the process of changing into another. I know it takes millions of years for evolution and there's no way that we could record it. You know, okay, but they do it over time, right? We should see some webbed feet forming. We should see some wings coming out of our backs. We should see somebody growing with more arms than the other people. We should see the process of evolution taking place if the world is as old as people say it is and that we have been here for as long as people say we've been here. We would at least see some trace, evidence, or proof of something turning into something else. We have nothing. That's why it's called a theory. And evolution, you, you, it, once you really get into the knowledge or gain the knowledge of the science of creationism, you would think to yourself, how was I ever stupid enough to believe in evolution? Because it is really, ladies and gentlemen, just the craziest thing you've ever heard of when you actually get the knowledge of both. You go, well, that's the dumbest thing that anybody could ever believe. And you actually laugh at it because it's so stupid. 
It is so stupid. It doesn't even, it doesn't make any sense. So the Trinity going back to that, all three in one, it all comes from, it's science, folks. It's science. Melissa says, I've never believed that humans came from apes and monkeys. Like I said last week, can you imagine the apes and monkeys that didn't evolve? Imagine how mad they would be. Son of a gun. Oh, grandpa turned into a human. I didn't. (laughs) I'm still eating bugs off my friend's head. It is the dumbest thing. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on to Jesus listens. Because he truly does listen. We are on April 10th, year of our Lord, 2023. Oh, wretched man says, great discussion. Love it. Wait till, wait till you see, wait till you see the science of creation. You're going to go, how did I ever believe in anything else? <laughs> I just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, they are eating bugs now. What's the difference? True that. <laughs> True that. Jeremy, did you used to believe in evolution prior to Christianity? I did. I did. Well, actually, I didn't believe in anything. I didn't care. I never cared about how we got here. Didn't bother me. Didn't bother me. United since 1776 says, what about dinosaurs? What about dinosaurs? They were here. They were here. They just all died in the flood. And adaptation has taken course since. And large dinosaurs weren't put on the ark. Small dinosaurs were, which is why we still have alligators, crocodiles, Komodo dragons, lizards. See, just like a dog is a species, but there are many kinds of dogs. Rottweilers, chihuahuas, black labs. They're still the same species, much like the same species that we still have on this earth today are what we call dinosaurs. Here's the other thing. The term dinosaur did not even become a term, was not even invented until the mid-1800s. Before that, in the Bible, anything that was described as a dinosaur or even in writings was called a dragon. Dragons and dinosaurs look an awful lot alike, folks. See, a lot of people don't understand species and kinds. We are the human species, Dogs are dogs. They never become birds and they never become cats. Cats are cats. They never become turtles and they never become elephants. See what I'm saying? But there are kinds of those species, just like there are kinds of humans, humans with darker skin, human with lighter skin, humans with no pigment, humans with red hair, humans with freckles. But we are one species. We are one race, the human race. But over time, just like these leftists do today, they've made the definitions of words change. It's not anything new. My son is a dino because he eats everything. (laughs) Pantry has no hope when he's around. (laughs) Eric says, seriously, when is LFA going to the Creation Museum? Let's do it. Well, here's the thing. Number one, it's not time yet because God has not ordained that time to happen yet. When he does, it'll happen. Number two, that's something that we need to plan for quite some time and raise money for for people who can't go. So I would think that this would happen if it does happen next summer. I don't think it'll happen this year. There's just too much going on this year for us to plan something like that. But who knows? It could happen at the end of the summer. All I know is we need time 
to plan something like this on a massive scale. I'm talking about blocking out hotel rooms, raising the money for people who can't afford to go, making sure that we get a hold of Ken Ham and everybody there, letting them know that this this size of a group is coming. You know what I mean? It's going to take some planning, and we're talking about it. We're in the beginning stages of talking about it, okay? Never know what we will talk about here, but it's all good. Yeah, I know, me, (laughs) same here. Same here, I never know what we're going to talk about. If we all paid for one another, per, another person, how cool would that be? That would be super cool, Eric. That would be. I could never afford to go. See that, Hazel Kitty? We're going to make sure that you can afford to go. That's why it takes a lot to, to, to work on. Um, remember, our sins helped mail him to the cro- nail him to the cross, as did everyone's sins. That's exactly right. I say we aim for next summer, too. It's in Kentucky, by the way. If we aim for next summer, then everybody can go because we can raise enough money through the Slurp Fund for people who can't afford it. And we can assign 10 or 20 people in this chat to making sure that they make, they make sure that everybody wants to go, gets to go. Like, we can work on it, but it's going to take some time. All right, here we go. Beloved Jesus, your word invites me to taste and see that you are good. I've discovered that, more, that the more fully I experience you, the more convinced I become of your goodness. I rejoice that you are the living one who sees me and participates in every aspect of my life. You're training me. Didn't I say we were in training? Didn't I say we were in training? You're training me to seek you in each moment, letting your love flow through me into the lives of others. Sometimes your blessings come to me in mysterious ways. Through pain and trouble, at such times, I can know your goodness only through my trust in you. My understanding fails me time after time, but trust keeps me close to you. And that's how we cannot worry about tomorrow. I thank you for the gift of your peace, a gift of such immense proportions that I can't begin to fathom its depths or breadth. When you appeared to your disciples after your resurrection, it was peace that you communicated first of all. They desperately needed your peace. What is the title? What is the, uh, the theme of 2023 here on LFA? It is peace. It is peace. To calm their fears and clear their minds. You also speak peace to me. For you know my anxious thoughts. Please keep me tune, tuned out. Or please help me tune out other voices. So I can hear you more clearly, Lord. I come to you with open hands and an open heart, ready to receive your peace. Peace. So my brother-in-law, I've got three things to tell you. One story and two interesting facts. My brother-in-law is recently coming back to Christ. He was raised a Christian, uh, and, he's, and he's married to my sister, who is the most anti I wouldn't say anti-Christian, but she doesn't want to hear anything about it. As soon as you start talking about it, she's like, I don't want to talk about it. She says, who am I talking about, Eli? Crystal. Crystal. I don't talk about that. You keep all that to yourself. I'm going to go on living a hopeless life. So my brother-in-law has been coming to Christ pretty quickly lately. Truly a beautiful thing to watch. And he's reaching out to me constantly for advice and to have conversation. Now, I got to be very careful when I evangelize to him because he's actually seeking 
a journey with Jesus, and I got to make sure that I don't push him too fast, push him too hard, give him too much knowledge too, too quickly. I just got to gotta let him, I got to just give him morsels as God does the rest. But here's the great thing. My sister's been coming around. My sister's been bragging to my mom about things about the Bible that my mother says, yeah, I tried to tell you that a year ago. My mother is very, very difficult when it comes to that too because she's going to try, just by discouraging my sister that way, she's going to push her away from it. So I got to talk to her too. There's a lot of cool stuff going on here though. Um, so my brother-in-law is coming back to faith, coming back to his faith. And you know what he, I want, I want, to, I want to tell you what he said this morning. Some things are personal, so I'll leave some things out. But this is what he said to me today. Beautiful. Just out of the blue, he woke up and said this to me. Thanks for your help with everything. I'm finding balance and peace. Now, this is a man who has multiple health issues, has not done what he's supposed to do in life at all, ever, for decades. And here he is telling me, thank you for everything to find, help me find balance and peace. What a great thing. That's another reason why I titled A New Life Starts Today. And I said, no problem, man. Peace is what it's all about. He says, absolute peace and joy and true freedom. We're all stepping stones for the next person to finish the equation to get back to the original design God intended. A month ago, he would have never... Two months ago, he would have never said anything like that. Last Christmas, last Thanksgiving, he didn't want to hear anything about this. I tried. Look at him now. Look at him now. It's probably a good inspiration for somebody like Larry, too. She'll come around, Larry. They all do. They always do. All you got to do is, is exemplify God's word. Show God's word. Don't talk about it so much. Show it. Talk about it second. Show it primarily. Talk secondarily. Show the, show the greatness of God. Show the love, peace, and, 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 and grace that God has to offer. And people will want it. They will just want it. Look at my brother-in-law. Now, I want to tell you two interesting facts that a lot of people don't know or don't think about. Number one, somebody asked me, why is Easter not celebrated on the same day every year? Why is Easter sometimes in March and sometimes in April? Why is sometimes Easter 30 days after it was the year before? What is going on? If we are to celebrate Christmas on a day that wasn't even a day that Jesus was born, then why wouldn't we celebrate Easter on a day that Jesus rose. And I'll tell you why. Because Easter, unlike Christmas, but very much related to why we celebrate Christmas at that time, at least, is it's all based on the solar system. It's based on the solar system. Meaning that we celebrate the resurrection the first Sunday after the first full moon. And because the solar system changes so much from year to year to year to year to year, we are beholden to whatever date that it falls on because we are to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus 
the first Sunday after the first full moon. That is why we do that. After the spring equinox. Exactly, Debbie. So that's one thing a lot of people don't know. Here's another thing. Now, you might know it as soon as I say it because we're talking about interesting facts. But if somebody were to just say it in in passing, you might think automatically that you know the answer. But a lot of people don't. When God said in the beginning of the Bible, the very beginning of the Bible, let there be light. Where did that light come from? Where did the light come from? Do you think when God said, let there be light, that's when the sun was made? That's not true. Sun didn't come till four days later. So how was there light in the universe? How was there light if there was no sun? What did let there be light mean? That light came from God. That's God's light. The sun didn't get created until four days later. How incredible is that? Let there be light came from God. His natural light. That's why we're not going to have night when we go to heaven. And if the sun, like we talked about last week, if the sun is that bright and that powerful and that dangerous that you should fear the sun because you'll be vaporized if you even come within millions of miles from it, imagine how much more you should fear God. Now, now you understand a little bit for those people out there who said, why should we fear God? It's a different kind of fear, isn't it? It's a good fear, not a bad fear. There are two different, uh, two different kinds of fear. You know, like uh, Ray Comfort says, if you were going to jump out of a plane and had no parachute, your, choice, your, your, uh, your decision was, uh, I'm just going to flap my arms. The greatest thing that I could do for you is hold you out that plane by your ankles for 10 seconds and pull you back in. The fear then becomes your friend, right? Fear of God is respect. Fear of God is just in awe and wonder of what God can do. And if his light lit up the whole universe before there was even sun and stars, (laughs) then think about how bright his light actually is. Something to keep in mind. Something to keep in mind. Let there be light came from God, not from the sun, not from another sun, not from a burning ball of gas in in, in nothingness, came from the light of God. How incredible is that? That's to me, that's to me, that is like I love these kind of facts, love these kind of facts. Now, I have something else I wanted to play for you, too. Hold on here. See if I can find this. Mm-mm-mm. Was it the atheist dilemma? I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Cliff Natchell's atheist dilemma. Maybe it was. Big that. Bang just happened by accident. Bang. Oh no, that's talking about the Big Bang. We played that last week. Okay. Um, Zena uh, nine hundred four says it's truly incredible. Awesome. I did not know that, said Kristen. Me neither. I mean, the more you get into the the journey with Jesus, the more you realize, you know. Can we have a show about the science of creationism? Well, we will. We're actually going to have a Sunday show about it. We're going to play a a movie, a documentary, and then we're going to talk about it. So, yes, we will have a Sunday show about the science of creationism. 100%. It'll be not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. 
Um, I love science. So do I. So do I. When people are dying, they say they always see light. Well, <laughs> that's a good point, too. I didn't even put those two together. Think about that. That's truly incredible. So glad I came back to this stream. DGuy128. Well, we're glad you're here, too, brother. I'm going to sound ignorant here, but how was it known and documented about the creation of light and the universe? Abraham. Abraham. God told Abraham about everything. He also told Adam and Eve about everything, but he really brought all of this knowledge to Abraham and then brought all of this knowledge to Moses to record it. So it came to Adam and Eve, passed down through Abraham. God told Abraham about everything. And then God also inspired and told Moses about everything and told Moses to record it. So that's where it came from. Abraham and Moses is the reason why we know everything. And Noah as well, really. But Noah didn't write anything down. Noah didn't record anything. That's why Moses had to. That's why Moses had to record everything about Noah and Abraham because I don't believe Abraham and Noah ever wrote any, I mean, at least not in the Bible. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, somebody might be able to correct me on that. I don't know for sure, but I believe there are no books or no writings from Abraham or Noah in the Bible at all. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, so I don't think there's any writings to it, but... Moses was able to Moses was given all the all of uh, all the details of everything. Oh, there you go. Oh, wretched man says Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. That is true. Noah was busy building. That is true, too. That is true as well. Hundreds, hundred years or more. He built it took to build the, the, the ark. I think it was. Um, God will guide our family together again. It's a beautiful day here in New Hampshire. It sure is. It sure is. Uh, Bad Moon, I hope I answered your question, by the way. Noah was booked. Get it? <laughs> 120 years. There you go, Barbara. Thank you. Moses wrote Job also. Yes, he did. Are the movies you show on Sundays on LFA? Yes, they are. The times I have checked it out, I don't see it. No, we started two weeks ago um, with a case. Uh, we played uh, Interview with God. Uh, not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before. And they're on every Sunday when we're doing, doing them at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I just got done reading Ezekiel and God was very angry and I was confused as why. God is angry at a lot of people a lot <laughs> in the Bible. As a matter of fact, in Genesis, he actually talks about being uh, regretting even making man. Regretting even making man. Think about that. But then he found favor in Noah and his family. And kept the human species alive. Truly incredible. Truly incredible. All right, let's go to the verse of the day today to end the show. And I titled the verse of the day, A New Life Starts Today. I said, good morning. Happy Monday after resurrection day. I got a lot of messages this weekend asking why Easter is on different dates. And I already gave that to you. I already gave that to you. So let's move into Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. Again, Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. Now this, I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. In the futility of their minds, they are darkened in their understanding, 
alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of hearts. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt, though deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. Now I'll urge you to go back and read Ephesians 1 all the way through, but that is where we titled it, A New Life. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end the show today because we have Sean Farish coming up next and ungoverned. So I just want to thank you for being here today. I want to thank you for chiming in today. We have over 1,500 people watching. I believe that is the new bar to set. That is the new floor, I should say. So thank you all to coming to Christ's message, to flocking to the word of God. We appreciate you. We love you. And I think we need to take you out the same way we brought you in with good God almighty. Let's go ahead and roll the clip. God bless you guys. Make sure you stay tuned all day. Big news after the weekend. Watch every show. Our lineup here is absolutely crazy. Sean Farish, Ungoverned, coming up next, followed by Live from America with yours truly. Have a great morning. Enjoy your Rise Up coffee. And let's sing some good God almighty before we finish, all right? See you later. Good God almighty. Showed up and patched me up like